welcome to the Spiritual and Empowerment Living with Tia podcast, a sacred place and resource for spiritually centered women who want to go from the mundane to the magical life for overcoming fear and doubt, reconnecting with the goddess, understanding messages from spirit, and uncovering your spiritual gifts so you can finally live the life you deserve. Hello, spiritual trailblazers. And welcome to another amazing episode on the spiritual and apartment living with Tia. Uh, today's episode is first of its kind, and I can't wait to dive in. Lupercalia with Libby Armstrong. Waving her magical wand, Libby Armstrong empowers her multi-passionate clients to turn their mayhem into money. As a spiritual business witch an intuitive coach. She fuses practical magic with spiritual magic using quantum human design, witchery, psycho energy tools, and business strategy. Libby is also the head witch at the Collective Witchery, where she runs the Spell of the Month Club, a monthly digital spell book subscription, and an online boutique of handcrafted witchy goodies. You can find Libby at LibbyArmstrong.com, TheCollectiveWitchery.com, and collect TheCollectiveWitcheryGroup.com, all of which I will put in the link or description of this episode. Libby, welcome. Hi. Thank you for inviting me to come chat with you today. Uh, I'm so excited. So what I have here, and I, I did some research, and I went to two different websites, and it ended up being two different websites. They they end up saying uh, repetitive things, but for the bio I have here, uh, Lupercalia was an ancient pagan pre-Roman festival held each year uh, of February to avert evil spirits, purify the city, Releasing health and fertility. However, <laughs> there's an extended bio uh, that talks about uh, the bloody, violent, sexually charged celebration. And uh, also, there's a bit about Valentine's Day. So, what have you? learned or known Lupercalia to be because I had a, a slightly different picture of it until I did about the history. Right. So Lupercalia, people think today that it's just a, an ancient Valentine's uh, festival, right? But it's, it's not. It actually is quite further from Valentine's Day. Um, it's it's actually a little tale of two twin baby boys that were cast aside to die in the wild by their evil uncle. Um, they then had a chance encounter with a wild mother who raises them completely free of conventional laws. Uh, their loss of innocence when they come of age with the indoctrination into society and then reclaiming their birthright as heroes and then finally Remembering back on those young wild times with a, a lovely festival. Yeah, that festival continued for like 12,000 years. Um, and it's still kind of celebrated today in, in certain certain sectors of the communities. 
Yeah, and it's interesting because I've seen it in uh, different shows where, like you said, it's completely different, but it's, it's like lovey and um, the only thing that's intense is picking your partner for the day. Something like that in history is still relevant or at least showing it's uh, I was going to say face, but it's not a person, but, <laughs> you know, showing uh, it's, it's uh, festivities still in many ways. So I thought it was cool that we can still uh, take the best parts of certain traditions. Right. That's the best thing about, you know, spirituality is that you can do that. You have that creative freedom as long as you're not being disrespectful or anything like that. You know, we've got that creative freedom to do that with all these lovely age-old traditions and festivals, right? Absolutely. So uh, talking towards the, the rituals, what are some rituals that you would suggest people can do during Lupercalia? Okay, well, <laughs> this is where it gets kind of fun, right? Because the first thing that I pops into my mind is the whole thing around Lupa. And Lupa was the she-wolf that allowed them to suckle on her when she saved them from the river. And so it's honoring the wolf, honoring Lupa. Um, and one of the things I like to do or tell people to do is it's something that you don't actually think about a lot of is go and adopt a wolf through a wildlife conservation program. There's a lot of those conservation programs that are out there that allow you to like virtually adopt a wolf. Um, that's one of the a great ways to honor Lupa is by, you know, adopting a wolf or if you want something a little bit more close to home, um, you know, adopt or foster a puppy because unfortunately a puppy and and some goats were were sacrificed during the original Lupercalia festivities so today we could adopt or foster a puppy um, or we could give we could sacrifice instead of sacrificing an actual living being you know because we don't do that in today's world right we can sacrifice our time or our money or our energy in helping those programs, those foster programs, those adoption programs, those wildlife conservation programs, you know, helping them um, protect those animals. Because, I mean, they all need protection, right? So that's one way that I think people can do that. Um, another way to look at it is Lupe also, she fostered these two human children as if they were her very own. So if you are in a capacity to do so becoming a foster parent to children that need a home that's another great way of honoring it um ritualistically you know incorporating the wolf as part of your ritual calling on lupa to um, guide you creating stronger bonds with your own community whether that be your family or just other members of the community sphere that you're a part of, that can also be um, 
you know, tied back to the fact that a wolf, they're very, very loyal to their pack members. So you want to pay, pay homage to those people that are in your life that are always loyal to you no matter what. Um, mm. So that's like a big thing, I think. Uh, another thing that a lot of people don't really consider is that, you know, back in the Roman times, back, what, 12,000 years ago, right? (laughs) (laughs) All that time ago. Um, It's back then it wasn't unheard of or people didn't think about their, their sexuality. Um, There was a lot of male bonding, you know, male sex that wasn't even like frowned upon, right? It was kind of, kind of normal for the day. And I, think Lupercalia in today's society is a great reminder for the spiritually inclined male to maybe do some shadow work so they can feel more secure in their own masculinity without having to conform to society's standards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as females, we can help them by, you know, just drinking a toast to our brothers, you know, be they of spirit or of our own blood give them an opportunity to purge their their shackles, you know, purge themselves of what's holding them back, right? Because the whole Lupercalia is about two brothers. Mm-hmm. It's about that concept of brotherhood. And then on the flip side, we have this female energy inside the wolf mother that comes out as well. So it's balancing the two, which I think is, you know, in everything in spirituality, right? You have to have a balance. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and that's that thing. And then um, personally, what I like to do, and this is like really decadent, is um, I take a cleansing ritual bath and mm. I add a cup of milk to the bath water. So milk is really great because it doesn't, it, it soothes and hydrates your skin, right? But if you add any kind of essential oils to your bath water as, as well, the milk helps the oil rise to the surface. So it doesn't stick to your skin. So you don't have that like filmy residue left on your skin. Which mm. I, I don't like that, but the milk helps you with that. And the milk is also a reflection of Lupa's milk that she gave to Romulus and Remus, the two boys mm-hmm. um part of the lupercalia festivities that is all so beautiful and i love the unique uh recommendations you gave such as adopting a wolf really incorporate that wolf aspect and i think that's so helpful too because that's within us so many times i have seen people do quote unquote spring cleaning way before the date of spring per se or you know they just get involved in something they just feel it because they're already in tune with the cycles so I believe that the more people are listening to you talk and the recommendations the adopting a child and the two brothers I'm sure that a lot of things are starting to ignite within so definitely even if you can get a statue of a wolf there's so many ways you can be creative with this and take certain things, you know, from from the tr- tradition, the good things. <laughs> <Libby was saying. laughs> 
you don't have to, you know, sacrifice anyone, you know, do the opposite, adopt. And then I, I love that you mentioned shadow work. Love it because this is a huge thing and it's starting to get is is due justice. <laughs> no one wanted to talk right. about it for so long. And now here we are. And it's so true. Unfortunately, uh, many people still have to deal with uh, exactly what you talked about. If they have feelings for a person of the same uh, gender or, you know, whatever the case may be. And some some societies that's still frowned upon and because of that people can't live their truth they can't be who they are so you know working in the shadow aspect of really figuring out how can you in a safe way because i understand some people they can't because it's it's a hostile situation but how you can dive into your shadow aspect and let parts of you start to at least shine a little bit uh and and then figure out where you can grow Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Because, you know, if you think about it, part of us in the in the spiritual realm, right, we're more leaning towards spirituality because we've had bad experiences with traditional religion that's run by, you know, these male patriarch people mm-hmm. that way, right? So we've like Doing, going with spirituality because that, that fulfills us, right? That really is, makes us really great. But when we do that, um, there's, it's so, this is like such a touchy subject too. Sorry, I'm losing my voice a little bit there. It's okay. um, <laughs> so it's the energy lupicalia is just taking your breath away <laughs> right exactly <laughs> so we have this um in spiritual communities we have more of a feminine led ideology right we we're kind of like go against we don't want masculine energy in our spaces we we don't want the whole patriarchy thing right um and that is, you know, in part due to the overwhelming advertence we have of that male-dominated religions. But that's not giving those who are in the spiritual communities and identify as male, it's not giving them the space to be themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not allowing them the opportunity to figure out who they want to be and who they want to show up as. Right. right? We kind of label them all male patriarch bad no right we're all feminine and everything else and it doesn't work that way so lupicalia brings us back to that of you know there's these two brothers they're defying the odds with help from the animal world a stranger takes pity on them and then they have the favor of the gods so today the equivalent of that is our concept of conservation of charity and you know of manifestation so by taking care of the world's animals being charitable with our time our money our knowledge and of course honoring our deities we can keep the lupercalia festival going mm-hmm. even in our crazy modern times with everything else <laughs> right <laughs> right exactly exactly so the the way i look at it as so it's three days right it's basically Mm -hmm. the weekend so one day can be dedicated towards 
uh, animals, helping animals, namely wolves or the canine family. If you can't get a wolf or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and or or day one could be helping canines and people, you know, namely young boys, you know, guidance. Then the 14th can be uh, shadow work. Or, you know, we, we didn't talk about Valentine's Day yet. Or if you want to incorporate the modern Valentine's Day, you can. And then the 15th can be all your rituals, whether you want to do a ritual with uh, animal spirits, whether you want to do sex magic, whether you want to do um, something that will help you to uh, be more charitable, like really open you up to being uh, more aware of who needs help. Sometimes that's it too. We're not aware per se. So you can break it up. And these are just suggestions. You can you could do these all in one day if you want and break it up. But <laughs> so, because I know sometimes it can be overwhelming. Like, how do I do that? You can break it up. Yeah. And that's the great thing because you can keep the festivities going for three full days. I mean, how many other festivals are there out there that you can celebrate in today's society that lasts for three days? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And another thing you touched on too, were some of the symbols, like when you were talking about the milk and how that symbolizes, uh, you know, a mother feeding her child and, and being in the bathtub. So what are some of the other symbols that people can incorporate into Lupercalia? Because I'm thinking Lupercalia, you got you got the whole uh, love sexual aspect. You got, even though we're not going to talk about the violent part, like we're not doing that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you have a lot of caring, but also passionate energy. So I'm thinking fire and red. So what are some of the symbols that come to mind when you are... Um, thinking of Lupercalia or at least working with that energy okay well definitely milk because I mean who doesn't love a nice glass of milk right you can even use a milk (laughs) as a toast you know toast to Lupercalia with your with your nice little glass of milk um but also you know we think about the fact that the Lupercalia they hold on one second I apologize my voice again is going in and out um you know they sacrificed uh, sheep or goats rather sorry and the twin boys they were actually found by the king's shepherd Faustulus and he brought them home with him so when we think about the sheep or their goats we can incorporate that into our festivities so you know wool I mean mm-hmm. it's winter right now in the northern hemisphere who doesn't love just snuggling up in a nice warm jersey or a nice woolen blanket right Mm -hmm. so incorporating that into your ritual space um you know having a nice warm bath and then getting out and putting on a nice soft sweater that's great i mean it sounds so simple but Mm -hmm. honestly it goes right back to lupercalia that wool from the sheep um if you are a meat eater incorporating um eating uh <laughs> lamb in your in your in your meals and your festivals mm-hmm. right yeah. your your feast i mean <laughs> i know some people don't do that and that's quite all right you can have vegetables and um you know you can create your vegetables to look like little lambs 
I don't know, play around with your food. Yeah, get, get creative. I mean, th- exactly. this is the time to get creative. This this festival is is really about expression and, you know, creative creation. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so do that. Like, have that feast. You know, give yourself a reason to celebrate, especially during these crazy times. So I think, yeah, get as creative as, as you you want with this. There are no rules with this, right? As far as like. <laughs> you know, your creative level. <laughs> exactly. There all are no rules. As long as you're respectful and you believe what you're doing is, is correct, you know, that's that's fine. I mean, you can also use beets um, because the beets have that red juice that mm-hmm. represent the blood that was used in the original sacrifice. So, I mean, that's a great thing to add to your, um, your feast. That's a pagan celebration without a feast, right? You have to exactly, have a feast. <laughs> exactly. You have to have something red, right? In <laughs> your goblet, <laughs> exactly. You know, Absolutely. so there you go. That was that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And so, and, and I, I do want to touch a little bit on Valentine's Day, but before we dive into that, uh, I want to talk a little bit about how it it. Uh, Lupercalia impacts the spiritual community because I know what, what well spiritual community is a broad term I understand it but there are some things that definitely um, play a part in a community that is felt all throughout the branches as I like to say so overall how how do you feel what do you think about Lupercalia in uh, the spiritual spiritual community in today's time i think in today's time you know it impacts us by by bringing light to the fact that we do need to we do need to take care better care of the animal world Mm -hmm. i I know that might sound like a far-fetched but it really does i mean if it wasn't for lupa the mother wolf the story wouldn't have continued you know, mm-hmm. the story would have ended with the two boys, you know, they were wrapped up in these reed baskets and set, a, set afloat on this river um, to die of the elements, basically. Mm-hmm. So I think this really sheds light on the animal world and how closely we are actually truly connected to the animal world and showing our respect and helping take care of that. Right. It's also shedding light on um, pity, compassion. Mm. Right. I mean, here's a stranger that came across this wolf who had these two little baby boys and he took pity on them and took them home with him. Right. So usually when we're out and about, we see a stranger in the street. We're like, oh, no, stranger. We zip up our little psychic energy shield and we try to zip past them as quickly as we can. Mm -hmm. Um, We see somebody who's homeless on the street and we walk past, right? So perhaps Lupercalia is a way for us to recognize the fact that having a little bit of charity, having a little bit of compassion, you know, if you have a dollar to spare or whatever, you know, give it to a homeless person who needs it. You know, go work in a soup kitchen for a day. Um, help out where you can in your community but also you know don't forget those animals i'm a big animal advocate as you can obviously tell (laughs) but it's because Uh, it's important right it's important yeah the animal world and the human world are interconnected and 
we really need to start understanding that and respecting that and working to improve that versus just cutting everything down and destroying it. No, absolutely. And I think in addition to that, it plays into our animalistic nature. Uh, When I Mm. think of the wolf, I think of the hunter, the huntress, always making your mark, um, being in tune with the moon and the wilderness, not uh, being so restrictive that you are disconnected. Um, so that that's another thing that pops up into my mind. But I am huge on community service, uh, helping out someone. So I am just so grateful that you really touched on that because it it is important. You know, as yeah. so, uh, how many times have we not even realized it? You know, just happen to walk past someone who probably is going through something, but they can't even vocalize it because maybe they're a strong person or they feel ashamed, whatever the case may be. So sometimes we have to be the ones to lend a hand, to step up, step in. So that was beautiful. Um, Yeah. And I I think that's how it's, uh, it, it can help the spiritual community because it's easy to think, Oh, well, I'm over here in spirituality. I'm not over there. So I'm just going to stay over here. But what if that person over there still needs your help? As you were saying, you know, well, that person just needs your help to learn that one thing from you and then they can move on somewhere else. So that, that was very insightful. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, if you, if you want to really think about it, there is this belief that every person in the world today has one big goal of their life, and that is to help one other person. Right. Mm. So if we think about we just have to help one other person, you have to decide how that help looks like. Is it a huge thing you're going to do? Is it just a small little thing? What is it? But you have to help one other person. You know, that's a big it's a it's a big idea to to consider, but Mm -hmm. it still goes back to community service. You know, like you were saying, we are nothing without our community and Mm -hmm. Lupercalia with the wolf and, you know, loyalty being such a a big part of the wolf community, the the pack mentality. We can see pack mentality in a lot of communities in the human world. Some Mm -hmm. of them not so good. Some of them are great, but Mm -hmm. it's up to us to create a community where we have that pack mentality of charity of compassion, of understanding and acceptance, mm-hmm. um, you know, for exactly who we are. I mean, Lupa the wolf, she accepted these baby boys. She didn't say, well, well she didn't think, well, hey, these are not wolves. I'm not going to, these are not cubs. I'm not going to take mm-hmm. care of them, right? She <laughs> just took them. They needed help. Um, she just accepted them for who they were. So, Again, helping other people by just accepting who they are and where they are in their journey mm-hmm. and then seeing how we can help them further themselves. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> which, which leads me to um, Valentine. I wanted to talk about this because, and, and I've, I know you've seen this in your studies as well as many uh, old 
old way holidays, pagan, uh, et cetera, holidays have been um, either repurposed and given new names or other holidays have been before or after the pagan holidays as a way to, since they couldn't get rid of the holidays, sort of combine them in a way. So I just wanted to touch on Valentine's Day and and I, I'll just read the, one of the paragraphs here. So also the source, and I always put the sources in the description of the episode, uh, is from history.com, Lupercalia. So um, again, I'll put in the description for further reading. But basically, um, a guy named uh, Claudius uh, went and at the time convert to Christianity. And uh, it states here, the legend tells us of another story. So it's two different people, looks like. Uh, actually, let me let me backtrack here. So it goes as the story goes. During Valentine's imprisonment, he tried converting uh, Claudius to Christianity. Claudius became enraged and ordered Valentine to reject his faith or be killed. Uh, he refused to forsake his faith, so Valentine was beheaded. The legend also tells of another story that happened during Valentine's imprisonment after he tutored tutored a girl named Julia. Uh, the blind daughter of his jailer, the legend states that God restored, restored Julia's sight and Valentine prayed with her. And on the eve of his execution, Valentine supposedly penned a note to Julia and signed it from your Valentine. And then the rest is history where it just kind of pick up from your Valentine. So here's another bloody story. And of course he, like, it goes on, on like it was pretty bloody. So here we have a, a, a bloody story in a way that becomes uh red and pink hearts. That's not even shaped like a heart. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how, how can something like that happen and why, so it's two parts. How, how can something like that happen? And why do you think people still celebrate more so Valentine's Day than Lupercalia. Oh, I think that can be summed up in one very, very good word, uh, consumerism. Mm. Uh, I mean, the story you just told, right? What reflects that in today's world? Well, it's the Hallmark Valentine's cards, right? Hallmark came out with their Valentine's cards. I think it was like 1930s or something like that. The first Valentine's cards. And they've stuck with it. I mean, you think Valentine's, you you immediately kind of think of Hallmark, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's what they do. They do their cards. Um, So yeah, consumerism, I think, is the best way of doing it. And honestly, nobody wants to, nobody Nobody in their right mind wants to go and do anything that's going to result in sacrifice of either themselves or of a creature. They don't want to deal with, you know, all the the aftermath and the bloodiness and all that. Nobody wants to do that, right? Unless, of course, you're some kind of serial killer and then please get some help, really. Um, so yeah, I think Lupercalia because of that, like, oh, it's seedy, it's it's bloody, it's gory. They were whipping people, um, right? And then Valentine's, you've got this. Oh, it's 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 so much more calmer and it's serene and it's lovey-dovey, and people can sell that. They can mm-hmm. sell you on that concept of love, 
Whereas Lupercalia wasn't trying to sell you anything. It just it was purification at its very core. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can see that because I, I, I was just thinking like, man, why didn't they just take the good parts? Because that's what we do, right? Even with Valentine, no one's, you know, getting bloody with this, right? But we're sending little candies and things like that. And, and like you said, you're there's they are selling that love aspect, whereas with Lupercalia, like you said, there were lashings for purification there was you know uninhibited sex and then that became a taboo it's like okay we need to tone it down there's animal sacrifice who wants to clean that up you know so yeah it it is definitely um messy yeah i mean it's it's very um there is there's little to prove or disapprove a connection between the lupercalia and the valentine's day right but the evolution of both of these festivals in the cultures reveals a common trait of humanity, right? Rituals mm-hmm. evolve love. They, um, they outlive the original function and their meaning. So as long as you provide the chance to experience the sublime and or the ridiculous, you can enjoy a festival, right? <laughs> so whether you are running naked in the street wearing a loincloth whipping people along your way or whether you are handwriting a love poem to give to your love of your life you're still crossing that boundary of social norm mm-hmm. and i think that's why the festivals have continued through the years in the ways that they have does that make sense, or did I just go really airy fairy? <laughs> no, no, it it, it it definitely makes sense. No, no, it, it definitely makes sense. It's it's just so interesting how over the years we see this change, but yet I still see in people uh, that raw nature that is just trying to come out. As they say, people have a Freudian slip. I want to say it's like a raw nature slip. They do Ooh. something. And I'm trying to think of an example right now that like they may take an inch. Okay. So someone may like a picture on Instagram. That's a little risque, you know, maybe it's a spiritual woman dancing centrally to unlock her lower chakras. Right. And it's like, Oh my gosh, you know, John like that instagram photo but maybe john as you were saying earlier maybe he's trying to get into more his feminine aspect and maybe for him it wasn't you know this you know creepo thing it was like oh my gosh she's doing this maybe i'm gonna go move my hips so it's just so interesting to to see how yeah the change over the years but it's still some of it still goes against the human norm and we still had to be low-key with certain things because you know, pick a society and there's going to be some taboo. I talked about this in a previous episode where the things that should be taboo aren't <laughs> like yeah. doing this work should not be a taboo, but it is. So yeah, it's, it's also a little bit of that catch 22 in a way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Catch 22. <laughs> I mean, that's just like the, 
of meaning of life, I think, you know, is the catch 22. That's it. Whoever said it was what, 47? No, it was 42. What was that movie now? They went to go see the Oracle and was oh. Dave Chappelle in there? Oh, who was in there? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Yes, Hitchhiker's Guide <laughs> to the Galaxy. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think who was in there. Oh my gosh! Okay. And 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 then they asked the uh, the uh, oracle. She said forty two. <laughs> <laughs> I think she misspelled. She was definitely catch twenty two. Oh or my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, but yeah, I, and I um, yeah. So all all, all of that really uh, intrigues me. So for what are some of the um the uh, recommendations you would give to someone who's going against society norms, but they want to incorporate uh, like this part in their life and, and not necessarily Valentine's Day or Lupercalia, but just that whole, like, like you were saying, the adoption and the shadow work, what are some stuff they can do? So, so if they want to honor Lupercalia, it comes natural to them. To do the hard part, I think. Do the hard part first. And that hard part is going to be shadow work. It's it's going to be identifying the parts of yourself that are feral, that are wild. And identifying what part of that you want to still keep and hold on to. What is your primal driving force in life, Right. So shadow work is going to help you figure that out. And once you have that, you've created for yourself a really solid foundation. You know, you've addressed your shadows, you've addressed your, your primal raw self, and you can then understand how best to move forward to live a life where, you know, you have love, not just for other people, but that other people have for you and that you have for yourself. Mm. Yeah. And that you have for yourself. Mm -hmm. I had to take a deep breath on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's true. I think um, in in the shadow work, uh, people, some people think it's scary. It's, It's more intense than scary. I mean, it could be, but really you're acknowledging things that are in the shadows. Um, sometimes people think it's evil and you know this oh, horrible thing. Yeah, no, it's not. It, absolutely not. It's just it's that primal raw self. I mean, if you think about it, we all have two sides to ourselves. We have the side that everyone sees every single day, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have the side that's in our minds and in our hearts that other people can't see. And we need to bring that person that's inside our minds and our hearts mm-hmm. to the forefront. So that other people see the same thing. Right. So through shadow work, we can learn to uh, not necessarily mirror those two aspects of ourselves, but to join them. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can use a uh, loop of the wolf in the story. You can use her to help you by looking to the wolf as your totem animal, as your spirit animal, learning more about what a wolf um, symbolizes and how that can be applied to your your work and how you live in your, your daily everyday life. 
Absolutely. And then that's when you become free. I have to tell you that every time I've done shadow work and uh, like really see it to the end, I felt so much better. And I swear I've lost weight. <laughs> I feel like I always dropped <laughs> two or three pounds. <laughs> and and I just feel so much better. I feel relieved. I just feel like I owned whatever I needed needed to own. And now I can move on. And there's a part of me that's been released and the actual tea it can show through beautiful I mean, it's that's beautiful that i mean that's a great lesson right there to share with people you know it's shadow work it's not scary it's not they say it's not for the faint of heart but and that's kind of true in a little aspect but it's just because it means you've got to be brave enough to admit the truth to yourself Right. You mm. have to if you, you can't mm. lie to yourself. And once yeah. you realize that you have to be honest with yourself, then the fear goes away and mm. you're able to do your shadow work and move forward. Right. Exactly. The, the issue comes when when we stop in the middle, like, oh, and I, I've seen this with uh, some people where. They said, okay, I've done something wrong and let's have conversation. We have conversations about it. And then they give up because it just got too hard. And that that's the thing is, is, you know, see it to the end because it literally is a domino effect. So for example, even now we can really pretty confidently and also you no know, jokingly talk about Lupercalia, but imagine if this was maybe, 15 years ago we were probably I don't, well I'm gonna speak for myself I would be a little bit nervous to talk about it right I talk about an ancient mm-hmm. pagan festival oh that's against the norm I don't, I don't know I want to be like safe you know but now I'm just like screw it I want to talk about <laughs> it you know because <laughs> I feel like once especially once I take on the mantle of saying witch in my bio like that's what also what I included eclectic witch it's like a lot comes with that and diving into spirituality a lot comes for that so I feel like you know knowing the history is so important even though it's gruesome mm-hmm. it's good to know still what that was um so that yeah comes so with that, that way you can you understand what happened before so that you can learn to adapt it for modern times so Absolutely. that people you know generations to come will be able to maybe look at what you did and say I can I can adapt that to my modern times you know, you're, you're every day mm-hmm. that you're alive, you're creating history, mm-hmm. you know, and we taking our history from Lupercalia into Valentine's to who knows what they're going to be celebrating 1200 years from now. Right. Lupertine. But also on a side note, it was bothering me. I had to look up the actors and actresses because it was so long. So on the Hitchhiker's Guide <laughs> to the Galaxy, it's Sam Rockwell, Mostef, Zoe Deschanel, Martin Freeman, Bill mm-hmm. Nye, Nye, Nye. Um, and he's one of my favorite actors, and I should remember his last name, how to pronounce it. I think because there's a Knight Lee, that's why, and I got a little mm-hmm. confused. Anna Chancellor, John Malkovich, and uh, Joby Talbot. So yeah, but <laughs> good cast. <laughs> very good cast. Very, very. Um, yeah, you know, um, this this was such a great conversation, and I know this is gonna help a lot of people. 
just that I was saying before, I, I, you know, it's definitely, and, and also with the other holidays, you know, it's, it's something in us that raw energy that just boom notifies us. This is the next tide, the next change of the season, the next holiday, uh, whatever it is. And to present people this history and also, you know, even though we, we you know, briefly showed the progression because that can be like a five hour, <laughs> you know, to, to at least demonstrate like, hey, here's where it started. Here are some of the things that made its way to us. And here's what you can do about that. I think that's powerful because we are tapped in. Some of us are tapped in at a higher volume than others, but we are tapped in and to know this and apply it into our lives will definitely enhance our lives even more and make us even more connected. Mm, beautifully said. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I had to take a deep breath after that one. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. I, I am. I'm actually big on history. I mean, I like to read up as much as I can. Uh, of course, I, I can't read every single book, but uh, I, all this intrigues me. And like that in the progression really is uh, something. It's, it's interesting. It is. I mean, we have to know our history in order to know our future. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts? Final thoughts on Lupercalia? I would have to say, embrace your primal needs for self-love because we are so consumed this time of the year with Valentine's Day and professing our love for somebody else. Um, And we get so caught up in that, that we don't ever think about, do we love ourselves? Mm. So I would say definitely just, Focus on yourself for once. I mean, you deserved to be loved and you deserve to have love and you deserve to give love. But I think Lupercalia is here to tell us you come first. Mm-hmm. Love yourself. Honor yourself. Accept the wild wolf inside of you and understand that to have love for someone else means that you have to start with compassion and compassion starts with charity and social work. Mm -hmm. Right. And that also leads into our animal work, our conservation programs and things like that. So I think that's like sums it all up for me. I know it's kind of deep, but you know, spirituality is, is not for the faint of heart, right? It's not airy fairy. There's something in it that's deep that we all have to sort of, that we're all drawn to and we have to accept. And I think that's where Lupercalia takes us. Absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah. As you were saying, I was thinking about, it's an Instagram page I follow where they actually, uh, it's a, uh, it's a wolf and a dog wolf shelter. It's somewhere in, in, in the U.S. I think, is it in Oregon? I forget where. But yeah, I was just like, I got to go there one day. So yeah. Amazing. That just came to mind. Um, and yes, 
Thank you. That that was so beautifully said. And you know, Valentine's Day is only commercial commercialized if you let it. If you let it be. So, exactly. <laughs> so that's the little shout out there to people who are just like, ah, screw Valentine's Day. It is what you make it. Yes. Yes. There was many years where I didn't have any reason to celebrate Valentine's Day, right? Because I was single and all that other fun stuff, but now it's like I'm married and we still don't do big Valentine's <laughs> things because we're married, but um, <laughs> it is what you make of it. We don't, we don't need to have a special day to profess our love. We, right. we can do that every single day. Right. Um, and I think that's, that's the important part. Right. Make it what you want to make it be. Right. It's all about, and that's, that's what we do with, with paganism, with spirituality, with, with witchcraft. We take something that's been passed on through the generations and we make it our own mm-hmm. with respect and reverence, of course, but we make it our own. Absolutely. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I am sending you so many blessings. I love you. I am rooting for you as always. Remember to be kind to yourself. Until next time. As always, Spiritual Trailblazer, thank you for tuning in. Do make sure to stop by and visit me at tiamariejohnson.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Last but not least, be kind to yourself. I'm rooting for you. And I'm sending you so many blessings. Until next time.